Jason. This is Kailani. And you're here for the Word for the Night podcast, episode 23. I'd explain to you what this podcast is about, but if you've joined us for 23 episodes, you clearly know what you're getting yourself into. Um, kind of like, kind of like you when you met me. Oh, cute. So, so we want to believe. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> a list of things I want to talk about here on the show. Wait a I, minute, you took a list? I thought we just decided this is now. You thought this was off the cuff? It's unscripted, but it's not off the cuff. So when did you write this down? I've been doing this throughout the night, leading to this podcast. See, I spring these things on you um, like an argument. And I, I had the notes here to the right so that you couldn't see it, but then I realized if I have them in front of me, you probably still can't see it, correct? <laughs> right. Right. So let's talk things. We've seen a lot of shit lately, mostly documentaries. We're kind of into this true crime um, non-narrative, uh, real-life stuff going on, right? Yes. Particularly mm-hmm. HBO's content. Yes, they have amazing options. Before the HBO Max announcement that they were going to get all of the Warner Brothers films for next year, uh, which makes HBO Max a fantastic deal for streaming, it's probably the best deal in streaming, I still said it had the best film library. I now think it might have the best documentary library. I would agree. Netflix has some Wait, flashy ones. Wait, who did the Michael Jordan one? Oh, that was ESPN. ESPN. Okay. And so the Michael Jordan one was fantastic. 30 for 30 is a great documentary series for sports. Uh, the Tiger King was fun and some of the other ones. But I know that my, was Netflix, That right? was Netflix. So they've had their, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good documentary content. It's probably the best time for documentaries right now. But I think HBO just puts it together well. They actually tell a story. They've been doing those. They had like an American Undercover series that started in the early 90s, maybe the late 80s, and those evolved into the HBO documentary films. And a number of those have been nominated for Oscars, and we've seen a lot of heavy ones lately. Mm-hmm. And we were in a beautiful paradise, uh, quarantined in paradise mm-hmm. in, in Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, on a trip that could have been out of a fucking John Hughes movie. <laughs> I mean, our trip... John Hughes? You think I ended like, like it a was love fu- story? It was... Well, I'm glad that when I say John Hughes, you think of that, because when I think of John Hughes, I think of planes, trains, and automobile, and that's pretty much what that we had to do. It is a love story, but between two men. Well, it's so applicable to our situation. <laughs> so, I'm glad that we went, though, to paradise, uh, and were locked in a room for quite some time. But we did get out. They let us out. We tested negative for COVID, in case anyone was out there uh, rooting against us. I'm sure we got a couple. And they were probably thinking that's why we were quarantined. Oh, they had COVID. No, where our test just hadn't come back in time. There was a yeah. backlog. Uh, and I went on social media and ripped that company a new asshole, which all you have to do nowadays, right? If you got to get something done, you go on social media and blast them. Right. It got the ball rolling. Don't use CVS for testing. Uh, yeah, if you're out there, CVS is the, the worst at testing. Promised two days, took closer to five to seven. Yes. And it uh, did not hamper our trip because it gave us a chance to watch a lot of stuff. Right? Yeah. I'm looking at the positive side. Right. Thank you. This is before we were allowed to go on the beach and get a tan the whole night. <laughs> so we can't, pl- we, you know, we got first world problems here, hun. Mm-hmm. Things in perspective. Now, we watched from the jump a documentary that started in 1993, and the last episode was in 2011, and it spanned 17 years in the life of these guys who were wrongly convicted of a crime in Memphis. And uh, it was the Memphis Three, the documentary's Paradise Lost. It was. Directed by the guy who would go on to direct Blair Witch 2, which people forget there was a sequel to that movie. No, people don't. They want to. <laughs> that was that was a legit drop-in, hun. I'm like... 
I'm I mean, all turned on. I can see it. Yeah, I mean, the Everyone whole thing. excited. The whole thing. <laughs> I mean, you did notice I shaved, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, I did. You know what it means when I shave? <laughs> what does it mean when I shave? I get to kiss your face. Oh, that, are you a... <laughs> This is hilarious. We've admitted on this show to having sex in movie theaters, to, you know, popping a molly on occasion, and you're worried now? Why would you say this all on the line? You think that people that don't live... We've, we've admitted to all of this on the show. Okay. So, anyways, let's move on. Yeah. Don't get shy on me now, girl. Don't get shy on me now. We're, on, we're just between you and I. Just between you and I. The five documentaries we saw, Paradise Lost, which I thought was fascinating. It takes place over, you know, three episodes spaced out, and these guys were eventually sprung, wrongly convicted, no evidence against them, and uh, Damien Eccles is the the main person from that. He's actually, he frequently hangs out with Johnny Depp and a lot of musicians, and, and they all came to his cause back in the early 90s and 2000. What do you think of the documentaries? Those ones? No, those, I can't remember. Were they two hours long? Uh, yeah, so about six hours total. I mean, they got me hooked. But it was highly frustrating throughout because I really, you know, believed one way for a long time until the very end. But my head still wants to tell me I was right the first place. But it's obviously not true. Yeah. Science. I'd like a follow-up, though. Like, why, where did that guy go missing? The guy who... The stepdad. Yeah, one of the stepdads that implicate probably had something to do with it years later. But these boys did spend 17 years on death row. One of them filed a lawsuit against the state because the first year, a couple of years he was in there, he was repeatedly raped. Um, and just their their life and the, the kind of zenness that they have. And, the, the and odd... is Damien Eccles and that woman still married? I don't know. See, I thought that was like, a These are follow-ups bit... we need to know Yeah, about. and I think that they're a little gun-shy. They probably don't want to talk to the media. They probably want to be left alone. Uh, I'm sure there might have been some sort of um, financial exchange for their time in. Or, you know, I, I can't imagine you could do anything in life after that and still be okay. I, I don't think you could hold down a regular job, right? No. I mean, that's got to play on your mind that you were wrongly convicted. From He had more birthdays at one point in jail than out of jail. And they had done nothing wrong but listen to Metallica music and basically dress in black uh, in a time in the early 90s when that was considered satanic and, and things like that. And they're basically just teenagers acting out uh, and doing nothing wrong. So that was, I, out of the three of those, because there are three that span the whole thing, which one did you think was the best? The first, the second, or the third part? Oh, that's tough. I'd go first and third. Yeah. Well, the second mm -hmm. one is pretty anticlimactic because it's just a bridge. But every time they did these, they didn't know this was going to be a continuing thing. They just kept checking in, and people were trying to fight to get them out because of the, you know, shitty police work that was done. Mm -hmm. And that's not a diss to any police officers out there that are listening. That's just in this case, it was a very messy uh, situation, and this is pre DNA testing. This is '93, I think this happened, and the documentary came out in '96. Very famous documentary, one of the first on HBO that got them an Oscar nomination and some notoriety. Uh, so. If it's out there, it's on HBO Max. Watch this thing. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, we watched another one that was bizarre to me. Gypsy Rose and her mother. They made a Hulu movie about this. Hulu, I said, you know, like we're from <laughs> Chicago. Uh, with starring Joey King and called The Act. And so they, they, they dramatized this. We didn't see that. I kind of stumbled upon this cold one night. This was horrifying. Yes, I couldn't believe it. This is the girl who but, pretended to be, or her mother made her pretend to be, a, a cancer-stricken paraplegic who was under 10 years old. They were going to Disneyland. They were on these uh, build-a-home-for-a-person shows. 
Uh, they got all these grants and money and uh, and assistance, and it turned out to be a fraud. They were scammers. And the the daughter eventually met a guy online on a Christian or a, I'm sorry, it was it might have just been a religious website, but I, th- I thought it was uh, some sort of uh, thing like that. And they murdered the mom, and then they ran off, and now she's in prison and- for only twenty years. That just kind of boggles my mind because she knew she did it, and she she was in the right mind for doing it. Granted, I understand that she was abused, and that's absolutely horrific what she went through. However, how are we not convinced that she's not going to do it? I mean, her mom did it. I mean, her grandmother did it to her mom. You don't think... They asked her point blank if she was better off out there or in here, meaning the prison, and she said her life was better in prison. She doesn't regret it for a second. I mean, that's that's an insane story that she made her do certain things. This was all over social media. People, She had fans. Uh, and so they had duped everybody. So who's at fault? What's the culpability of the young girl who was forced into this existence? I mean, from the time I think she was four years old, they showed her a dance class, and she wasn't allowed to stand up because the mother told her that she was, uh, you know, paralyzed. And how she convinced the doctors. Uh, yeah, was it Munchauser syndrome? It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, it's only one doctor, and she had major surgeries, tubes in her stomach, and there was nothing wrong with this person. But yeah, the mother had convinced the doctor that she had all these ailments. And the amount of medication she was on, uh, the girl might not even been in her right mind. And what is fascinating to me is that it all comes down to teenage hormones. This girl was just basically horny in the end, and, and, and met a guy, and fucking flipped. You cannot suppress teenage hormones was the whole point of the story to me. <laughs> Did you not get that? No, I mean, when you said it to me during it, yes, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that was the whole point of it. Did, did you rec- Would you recommend this one over no. the other guys? No. no. Okay. All right. All right. Fair. We, were on, we, were, we have been on a documentary run. The next one we watched, I didn't find particularly fascinating. The Chesapeake Murders, uh, it was about a lady who goes to a bank and withdraws money, tells the teller that she is being held hostage, and that... Her family is at home hostage. These two men have entered their home in the night, ransacked, raped the youngest daughter who was 11 years old. They end up setting the house on and fire. The mom. And the mom. They end up killing everybody. The dad is in the basement tied to a post. He escapes. Um, and he's living now with this guilt that he didn't save his family. The entire rest of his family, his daughters and wife, were killed in the fire. These men were caught as they evaded. And they were career criminals. They shouldn't have been on the street. And there's question about the tactics of the police force, why they didn't enter the home earlier. Could they have stopped the fire? It's really neither here nor there. Everybody is gone except for the father, and he lives on with his guilt. These men got the death penalty. I thought this was pretty straightforward, and I thought it was particularly harsh uh, on the police's response to it without any real evidence that they acted in a way that wasn't um, out of textbook. Did, did, what did you think about this one? I thought this was probably the least effective one we watched. Well, I think that was exactly what this movie was for, was the, to pinpoint the bad that the cops did more than actually tell the story. I think it's a horrible story, and I think it's an interesting story. I don't think the documentary was put together well. I thought it was weak, yeah. Yeah, and too long in some areas. And it was probably the shortest out of all of them we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is the HBO premiere Murder on Middle Beach about a boy who is examining he, the murder of his mother back in 2013. All his family members are suspects in a certain sense, and he each episode of four-part series on HBO that just got wrapped up this last Sunday. I, I thought this was a very 
annoying and frustrating documentary. I thought the documentarian put himself... I know it's a personal story, but he focused it way too much on himself. I thought the other character... He was the most least interesting person in it. I thought that they could have gave more screen time to other things. It was a four and a half hour documentary in the end. And really could have been told in three hours, a solid three hours, if you cut a lot of his um, questioning, moaning, bemoaning the process and the walls they're hitting. Well, I think they were just trying to build it up. Probably to get more publicity because he's not getting answers about his mom. So I kind of get it. It was nice that, you know, in the end, they're getting files opened up to them that they weren't going to be able to. And we'll probably all get an answer. So not only will he get some type of answer, but we will. So we we will all be winning. There will be closure. I'm glad that you, yeah, you won't sleep until you get an answer to this. I can see. No, but I understand. I mean, and to mentally be able to handle all this as a child... I don't know. That's just pretty deep. I thought that it was uh, very misleading on purpose. There was red airings that they wanted you to see. Well, yeah, of course. I think everybody notices that. Yeah, but I just thought that it was disingenuous in a lot of points and not as nearly as good as that first episode promised. Uh, I did learn about... Once again, the cops aren't doing their job, though. I did learn about gifting tables. Never knew these were a thing. (sighs) Did you know these were a fucking thing? I knew Amway and certain pyramid schemes like no that. I no idea. Rodan and Fields. And, no and, idea. No. I never knew about gifting tables. What a fucking outrageous idea. I, I mean, who... I don't know. I think back then, if I were a single mom, I would for sure probably join. Ah, oh, honey. I mean, I'm, did you see how quick they made their money back? I'm glad I'm here to keep you away from all <laughs> of this. You could have been a Scientologist. You could have been no. a Hare Krishna. You could have been part of Heaven's Gate. No, I wouldn't have gotten Heaven's Gate deep, but I do get deep in certain things I believe in. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> Got to pull you back from the abyss sometimes. Uh, with the other documentary we watched was Heaven's Gate, is Heaven's Gate, the four-part series on HBO about the cult of all cults that thought they were going to ascend to the next level and become the alien creatures that they were, that were all meant to be. Uh, this was back in March of 1997 when they had a mass suicide this is a fascinating documentary, absolutely the opposite of the last one we talked about, where this is professionally done. It uses footage that was acquired uh, through research. It is uh, The talking head part of it is extremely interesting. It's cut beautifully. It's got a lot of fantastic B-roll footage. Uh, I think that this is the exact... I, I respond very well to these documentaries, and I always find cult behavior bizarre and fascinating and i and you know me i always say well it's all good until the fucking starts or the money because that's usually what breaks up the cult or some sort of infighting and in this case that wasn't the deal there was no financial um gains i mean a few people's trust funds were drained for them to have the lifestyle they did but they weren't there was no insects or anything like that going on so this cult is even more bizarre to me Okay, but you think that like castrate whatever they were ca- they got castrated. Yeah, was normal. No, I can't believe they got talked into. I mean, for these people to be in this for eighteen years or twenty two years before the aliens finally came. Not to mention this, a lot of this happened in our area. When I when we say in our area, I mean within seven miles. They had a meeting. We're watching this documentary. First of all, we watched the BTK killer documentary. I'll be gone in the dark early this year, which it takes place. In almost entirely the Bay Area for a long time there, Visalia, Dana Point, Goleta, uh, all places we go, 
but on the Iron Horse Trail, which is a big hiking trail around here. This, their meeting point, was on a, a hiking trail we go to. There was a post office that's seven miles from here that had a cryptic message in a phone book. We're watching this with our mouths on the floor, and uh, I'm thinking we got to get the Nest security system. Mm-hmm. For sure. I agreed. Um, yeah. I was going to say something, but I kind of went blank. Because you got to get scared. You know, you have nightmares no, when we watch this shit. I do. I think so, because I wake up, like, the last two days, I've woken up with so much anxiety. Like, I need, you know, I don't know what was wrong with me. It's okay. I can't totally blame you. When we were uh, on vacation this weekend, I woke up. I told you I thought I was on trial for rape, and I was screaming how I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, I'm glad I woke up from that dream. It was one of those <laughs> nightmares where you go back to sleep and you dream it again. What the fuck is that? Is that what the Matrix is happening? I don't know. I just don't glitch. know if we want to announce that kind of dream online, babe. Well, it's not like I did it. No, I know. I mean, at least in my dream, I didn't feel like I had done it. Back to Heaven's Gate. Heaven, no. I don't want to go back to Heaven's Gate. No, but Gate. listen, isn't it crazy that we remember that guy's face from when we were growing up? I mean, at that I point, forgot we about graduating, it but until... I was only like no, much younger than that. Really? You want to just uh, throw out the age difference no, gap No, I there? just stopped, so Thank I you. didn't. I, was, I know you were graduating, and I was much younger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Dead man's face... I hadn't thought about it since I saw it on the news when I was a kid. Didn't give it much thought then. I just remember that they all had worn the same Nikes. Yeah, I, but I remember that face. That face has bizarre. It's so creepy. Yeah, it, yeah, creepy is a good word for it. And we like uh, documentaries on cults. I want to watch the Nexium one, uh, the sex cult. I think what we really need to revisit, or I would like you to watch, is the one about, I think it's Waco County or Waco, the one with... Like, started a war, basically, with the cops. Yeah, Waco, Texas. And, yeah. Yeah, I recall that. I think that. you would really enjoy that. I was probably and I don't think the I age the you last. were when Heaven's Gate would happen, when that, when Waco happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, just to close the gap there a little bit. <laughs> so, I said we watched this on vacation this weekend. We went to Santa Barbara. If you're not familiar with California, or if you just think we're arrogant, um, ignorant assholes for traveling during these times, we were forced to go for one of your work events uh, it was a lovely weekend. We got to stay at the Ritz-Carlton, like rich people. We stayed at a hotel that, if you're not familiar with I Santa Barbara... I wouldn't say we were forced to go. I think we were pretty lucky. Yeah I, I, yeah, I just wanted to make it sound like, you know, we're not just... We were lucky. We were hashtag blessed. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> I hate that Plus, hashtag. think about it. I know. Most people do. Good. Which is why I do it. It's a hashtag cynical hashtag. It's a cynical hashtag. Yeah. No. But anywho... Um, no, I, see, you did it to me. I know. <laughs> well, no, this is what happens. This is what happens. I cut you off on purpose, and then I just redirect you. Yeah. I'm a born director. Go ahead. Thank you. Well, let's get that on. The thing is this, that the hotel we stayed at, Santa Barbara, if you're not familiar, is about um, two and a half hours out north of L.A. It's a central coast town. It's a beautiful ranch area, Montecito. It has a home to a lot of stars. Where we were at the hotel was the hotel, the infamous wedding of Ben Affleck and J-Lo was supposed to be held there. That just kind of shows you uh, the level of hotel that we were allowed to stand. I, I can't believe they let my ass behind the gates. <laughs> I thought they'd smell me coming a mile away. Uh, I felt embarrassed pulling up to that thing. But I know that J-Lo is like a personal icon to you. Were you happy to be there just because those were the grounds that J-Lo maybe had walked on? No, I didn't really give it a second thought because I feel like I walk on a lot of the grounds she has. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, that's like me working out thinking I'm Stallone in Rocky Four. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm J-Lo. I'm just saying. What movie, uh, music video, whatever, what do you think that she was peeking at? Where, where, where did J-Lo, or has she peaked not yet? 
I don't know. I mean, she's forever gorgeous. That's my the only reason why I like her. Well, really, you, I don't like her in movies. I'm not really. I'm talking about the look, not the performance. Oh, okay. Where was she peaking? Okay, so well, right now she looks fantastic, but I would say her body's well, probably peaking right now. But her peak was when she wore that green dress. Um, yeah, I know with the South Park guys. It was, yeah, that's probably 2001 ish. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you in that era. That's like the I plan on getting that dress made and being her the, um, for Halloween. I, I'd say the waiting for tonight video, which I think is in that era. So I think we're on the same page uh, when she looked her best. Uh, movie wise, though, I think that she out, out of sight with George Clooney was when she looked her best. I think the I never really saw the other ones. Have you seen all of her movies? Yeah, pretty much. Wow, you are the fan. She texts you. She does. I know. All the time. In fact, I got we're one not, from her We're today. not actually kidding. No, <laughs> we're not actually kidding. I and her I, and Gary Vee. And I love when, when you tell me that she, yeah, J-Lo texts me and it's like, oh, it's so casual. It's, it's true. It's amazing to say, I mean, to see her face pop up on my I text know, stream. Let's, yeah. Let's, now you sound like an asshole. So let's no. move on from that. Let's move on from that. Um, I can't even read my own handwriting. But I want to ask you if it's odd that, you know, I keep my video collection, my movie collection in this office that we record this in. Mm-hmm. Is it odd for you that sometimes you walk by the door and I'm just gazing at my collection? <laughs> um, I think when we first started hanging out and we were in your apartment, I found that a bit weird. Um, but no, now I'm used to it. Doesn't a professor stare at his books? <laughs> <laughs> with you right now because <laughs> you know what yeah that's it's logic i mean it's logic but you have to understand. i want to say nothing has changed from 30 minutes ago you have to understand this video stores are no longer it's very likely that theaters are no longer my safe havens and my places of refuge are like gone. my churches in a lot of way are gone can't even go to a gym anymore like the places i go for like that, that inspiration are fucking evaporating. Not long now, like all the secondhand stores, Amoebas and the, all those kind of places will be gone where you can go get uh, a collection of DVDs or, or Laserdiscs or whatever kind of nostalgia shit you want. So all I have is this shit. So when me staring at this, is almost like walking the aisles of a blockbuster on a Friday night. Do you know what I mean? I get it. I'm not hating. I mean, I pull- I didn't ask you about it. You brought it up to me. <laughs> I just I, I just feel the vibe when you walk by and I'm I'm staring at no, this. No, I think you're you're self-conscious because I don't even think about it. The thing is, you never know. I could pick a winner out of here anytime, anytime. I'm still waiting for that. You've never seen Radio Flyer. No, <laughs> you've never seen Radio Flyer. I feel like you tried to put it on for me and I instantly went to sleep. That's everything you don't want to watch. Pretty much. And but then you have an opinion on it, even though you've seen less than three <laughs> percent of the movie. That's what I love about it. You can tell from the logo, the music, and if there's a gunshot in the first 90 seconds of it, whether you're going to stay in for another 90 seconds, but ultimately... I typ- the- yeah, I typically don't even need all that. I just need the music If I and one small uh, credit. If I bring up to you a movie that even we watched 20 minutes of before you fell asleep the night before, you'll have had no recollection we watched that until I brought it up to you. Correct. It's like a dream. Well, I do that for most things, actually. But then you form an opinion on that movie. Because I remember it. I have photogenic <laughs> memory. Oh, uh, yeah. It's true. It's good answers. <sighs> <laughs> well, that's gonna you ra- tried to get me, though. I, well, you didn't get me. I didn't. <laughs> She's so proud of yourself. I didn't get you this episode. She fought back diligently. We're going to call this one a draw for this episode. 
Uh, we have a lot of movies to catch up. I want to see Mulan. I think you'd be interested in watching that. Yes, and I just need to know who else is really excited for Wonder Woman. She actually posted today, and she said, this is coming to theaters um, and all cinemas and HBO on demand. And I'm like, but cinemas are closed. So where else, where, what cinemas are open right now? Well, you have to remember, um, you're thinking like most Californians that we are the entire country. Uh, <laughs> we ha- just happen to be in a state where 99% of it is closed. Florida is open. Texas is open. There's a lot of places. But I that, heard that most places are shutting down. Uh, well. But maybe differently from it, us. Well, you know, as we record this, it's, it's mid-December. Uh, by the end of December, who knows, things could be significantly different but i will tell well, we you right now we already got the vaccine out today the, did you see that yeah well this is what's going to happen is 90 percent of the people that see this movie is going to be on christmas day we're going to watch this on christmas yes, day right we yeah, are. i figured as much and, and I, don't act like you're not excited no because it's a two and a half hour movie if you, if you guys don't know that its running time is listed as 150 minutes which is about the norm now for or the average for superhero movies and i'm not mad that we're going to see this at home or i can enjoy it I'm not stuck in a theater. You know, by the time you go to the damn thing, and I sound like, I'm starting to sound like my dad. You go to get parking, and then the previews, and you take a piss, and then the movie, and then the thing. It's like a four and a half, five hour experience. If a movie is really needed to be that long, I got no problem with that. But if it's just 20 minutes of CGI spectacle, uh, we're long past the days of the wow factor of that. And I need a tight hour and 55. I agree. Yeah. Uh, that's the sirens in the background coming to take us away can you hear that no we've been nothing but good we've been with each other through and through oh we made it through the quarantine we're making it through travel and uh, we are now officially shut down again so expect more podcasts more content more movie watching maybe you guys should vote again to what reopen the state (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) that's not gonna help that's not gonna help anything Uh, we will be watching fat man though yes you know, and we, the other one. Because the, the drive-in the here. Shepherd. The buddy games? Yes. The drive-ins were open until last week, and now everything is shut down again. And mm-hmm. we were going to go see Fat Man, and we decided to just buy it on iTunes because it's actually cheaper. We're supporting the filmmakers, and um, we're doing it right. I can't believe you said yes to Fat Man. I'm kind of stoked about that. I'm and you want to watch Buddy Games? Yeah. I, yeah, I'm you curious about Buddy Games. fell in love again. I watch did. Out All of, <laughs> on this episode, I fell in love again. We got to go. We got some business to hand. We'll be back with you soon. I'm Jason. This is Kailani. We'll talk to you soon.